Welcome to Maniacally Midwest, a true crime podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Maniacally Midwest. This is Katie and my co-host, Chloe. Hello. And this week is going to be a week for Chloe to present her case. I'm looking forward to it. She gave us a tiny little hint that it's in Indiana. So I am really excited to hear what she's got in store for us. Um, I hope everyone's staying warm. It's cold as crap here. I want to live in Hawaii. Anyways, with that being said, Chloe, you're up. Okay, so I went with a real aggressive pick for this week. It's really uh, uncharacteristic for the type of crime that I would pick. So everybody buckle their seatbelts, including myself. Um, This week, we are headed to Rising Sun, Indiana, where a teenager was inspired by the show Dexter. Uh Uh-oh, that's... Gonna be bad. Where's Rising Sun? Now I need to Google it. Okay, so Rising Sun is a tiny community situated in southern Indiana. It's like way down there. It sits directly on the Ohio River and it's home to the Rising Star Casino Resort, which boasts a 2,700 passenger riverboat and a 40,000 square uh, foot gaming space. Fancy. Yeah. It's over by Cincinnati. I just looked it up too. Cause I have to see it just hearing it I'm like where what yeah so it's like teeny tiny in the 2010 census there were like 2300 people that lived there oh. and I think it's only like a mile and a half wide basically like it's it's really small so super tight-knit community obviously everybody knows everybody mm. and this was pretty un uncharacteristic for this area it really rocked everybody so on November 29th 2009 which weird we both chose 2009 crimes I know. Uh, this week I guess it was a crazy time the recession the serendipity it was meant to be we both had it in our heads something and for the record Dexter started in 2006 I just looked it up while you were talking because I had to know because I don't think I Dexter I don't, I didn't start watching it live. I like bought the DVDs of like the entire series. So I have no idea when it started, but. Yeah. So, okay. So we're November 29th, 2009. Mm. Uh, Andrew Conley, age 17, walked into the Rising Sun Police Department and confessed that he had killed his 10-year-old brother, Connor. <gasps> yes. Oh my God, just right into it. We're here. Right into it. So Conley voluntarily turned himself in and participated in several interviews with the police. And here are some of the facts that he recounted during these police interviews. Wait, how old was he? So Andrew was 17 at the time and he Uh, killed his 10-year-old brother. My God. He told them that he was babysitting Connor the day before as he often did while his mother and father worked they worked for the resort so they worked like an overnight shift 
Um, Andrew and Connor often wrestled for fun. And that evening they were wrestling and Andrew placed Connor in a headlock from behind with his arm around Connor's neck. And he recounted that at first he was merely play wrestling, but his arm around Connor's neck got tighter and increased the pressure of his arm on his neck and Connor ended up passing out. What so, the hell? He makes it sound like this happened. Like, I don't know, the light got like weaker in the house. You made your arm tighter. Right. Well, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. Just listen to more like how he explains things. So while Connor was laying on the floor, Andrew placed his hands around Connor's neck and strangled him for approximately 20 minutes, which is super excessive. My, I mean, I don't know how long it takes, but I don't think it's anywhere close to that. No. Well, and just like the physical strength to do it like for that long, that's, I don't even think it requires physical strength after the initial thing. Like you're just hanging on to a dead person for like 15 minutes at least that's disgusting super gross uh blood ends up coming out of connor's nose and mouth from him like strangling him so hard and andrew stated that something came over him and he could not stop himself from strangling connor he denied being angry for having to watch connor while his parents were at work for or for any other reason um and he reported that he loved connor but he could not stop himself from strangling connor what the crap so clearly something very wrong with his brain this is uh, so aggressive so next he grabs a plastic bag and places it over connor's head wraps electrical tape around connor's face to prevent blood from seeping through onto the floor And then he placed a garbage bag around the body, dragged the body down the basement stairs, through the basement, into the garage. And once in the garage, he banged Connor's head on the cement floor to ensure that Connor was indeed dead, which was a major overkill here. Then he loaded Connor's body into the trunk of his car. And he goes inside, changes his clothes, and drives over to his girlfriend's house super casually with the body still in the trunk so he goes over to his girlfriend's like watches a movie hangs out after two hours he leaves drives to a wooded area and disposes of connor's body under some brush in the wooded area uh he then goes home and his parents get home from their overnight shift right by the time they get back he has washed the blood off the floor put his bloody clothes in his closet and um, his mom ends up sleeping on the couch in the living room and his uh, father who is really his stepfather it doesn't matter that much but just to clarify is sleeping in the bedroom this guy's not biologically tied to this weirdo (laughs) yeah just to clarify Andrew admitted that he entered the bedroom twice with a knife and stood over his father and had thoughts of killing his father, but decided against it. He couldn't explain why he felt like killing his father. So sus. Like, I'm going to lock my bedroom door at night. 
That's what I'm saying. Like, wasn't I just telling you that I woke up to Mirza standing yes. in the room? <laughs> oh, so maybe he heard about this case already. Maybe you should be concerned. Not real sure. <laughs> no, he just came home and it startled me because Rocky didn't alert me. Like, I think he had just walked in. He wasn't like standing over me. He was on the other side of the bed. <laughs> he was not standing over you with a knife, just to clarify. No, there was Got no it. weapon. <laughs> Okay, cool. So later that day, he finally admitted to two friends that he killed Connor. And then he drove himself into the Rising Sun Police Department and reported that he accidentally killed his brother while they were wrestling. Uh, His parents were called and he consulted with his mother and agreed to be questioned further by the police. He gave three statements in all and ended up uh, admitting to killing his brother. When asked repeatedly why he killed Connor, he stated that he was sick and needed help. He said that he felt like a horrible person and that he wanted to stop, but he just couldn't do anything to stop. He said that it just seems like I was stuck there watching that happen and I couldn't do anything. He again denied- What was the mom's response? Wouldn't this have been the first time she heard that the kid was dead? So she was super upset. She was like crying and saying that like both of her kids were dead. Like the parents really just ended up disowning him, which I can't even imagine. I mean, that's got to be extremely devastating. Yeah. And it's actually, it is really sad because whether or not you believe he does suffer from some kind of like mental health defects it's sad like on his end too and actually the grandma said that she went to go visit him in prison because spoiler alert he ends up going to prison (laughs) and uh basically like she showed up and he was like do you still love me like my parents don't they won't talk to me and so a lot of pressure on her too because that's got to be really hard to delineate (laughs) um I sorry, I didn't catch that. Could you repeat that one more time? I mean, I would have a hard time probably like I don't know. I how would I know this unless I'm in the situation? Because there's plenty of people who have mental health issues that don't go around killing people. So I agree. I think that this is something that we both feel pretty strongly about is that you don't always have to kill somebody. <laughs> how is this Dexter related? None of this is what Dexter so- would do. Well, exactly. He clearly veered off the path. Uh, During the interviews, he stated that he had attempted suicide several times, including recently, and he felt like there was something wrong with him since like seventh or eighth grade. Mm. He admitted that he had thoughts of taking a knife and cutting someone's throat or just beating them to death with his hands. And at the time he was a senior in high school, right? He was 17, but he'd recently dropped out after a suicide attempt. So where Dexter comes in, he told police that he was a fan of the show Dexter, that that led to him fantasizing about like killing somebody. And they talked to the showrunner for Dexter because I guess there was like one other guy right around this time that had also murdered somebody because of the show and they were basically like you know this is horrible this is like our worst case scenario like nightmare 
we had talked about this being a possibility and it was something that, you know, was always kind of in the back of our heads, but it's horrible. And like, obviously they didn't intend to make a show to encourage people to go like murder people. I mean, the fact that you have to answer to this at all is kind of ridiculous if you ask me. First yeah. of all, Dexter is murdering bad, bad people. people. Yeah. So obviously that's still murder but the whole plot point is like like a vigilante like killer guy and he's very I mean, clean and calculated yeah and also he used his little needle thingy mm-hmm. i mean now that i'm thinking about it probably a good thing he didn't emulate exactly Dexter's crimes on his 10 year old brother but I guess a question that I'm like thinking about right now is maybe I'm a little screwed up and maybe it's because I haven't reached this point in my own kid's life yet but I feel like at age 10 I was like allowed to be alone in our house that I didn't require a babysitter number one but number two if you feel like the kid needs a babysitter and I'm assuming his parents knew about his attempted suicide. Is that who you want to leave? Like, what if he kills himself in front of your 10-year-old and your 10-year-old is the one trying to stop it or discovering him? So honestly, the parents sounded kind of questionable. Basically, what happened with like the most recent suicide attempt that he had, I think he tried to like slit his wrists. And his parents punished him by taking his cell phone away for two weeks and just kind of like brushed it off, like didn't take it super seriously and basically told him that I can't remember, but something about like going back to school and if people like found out he would be like put into like a psychiatric place. So it doesn't sound like they were super supportive or knowledgeable on how to handle these situations, which... I mean, once again, I don't know what it's like, but um, they also, there was some idea that maybe the stepfather had been physically abusive and they wanted to cover that up. They didn't want CPS to get involved because they didn't want to be questioned. It did come up in uh, the legal proceedings that the mom's first husband that was his stepdad so there was like his dad and then stepdad one and then stepdad two who she was currently married to in 2009 yeah. so stepdad one had uh like sexually abused andrew when he was like seven or eight oh, so i don't think God. she had the best choice in men but i so, i mean super sad for everybody involved yeah I hate this for everyone yes so they call in um all these different like psychiatrists and stuff and try and see if um you know they get like a psych evaluation for Andrew to see what's going on because uh he's using mental health as his for this you know as is tradition with a lot of these cases So on August 6th, 2010, the state moved to exclude his insanity defense and the state filed notice of their intent to 
call a psychologist to testify at the trial. So he ends up pleading guilty without any kind of a plea agreement or anything on September 13th, 2010. Then they have a whole five-day sentencing hearing beginning on September 15th, 2010. So during the sentencing hearing, the state presented testimony from the police officers, detectives, crime scene investigators, all these people talking about Andrew's statements to the police, how calm his demeanor was when he was being interviewed, and then just the investigation of the murder. One of the people that they spoke with was Andrew's girlfriend, Alexis, and she testified that after murdering Connor, that Andrew had gone over to her house, watched the movie with her. Guess what he did next? Gave her a ring that he got from his grandmother. He gave her a fucking promise ring. So really, should this also be like a red flag, guys? <laughs> You are a murderer. If you give out a promise ring, that's your red flag. Call the police immediately. Something. They talk about a promise ring, 911. If it's right 2009 away. and you got a promise ring, probably not a good <laughs> sign. That's all I'm saying. Then she testifies that uh, Andrew argued a lot with his parents and that he had, in fact, attempted suicide. She said that his problems with his parents were so serious that she thought Conley was going to snap. And she also confirmed, she said that he loved the crime shows like Dexter and CSI and said that he wanted to be just like Dexter. Super weird. Okay, girlfriend, I get it. He actually did kill someone, but like liking true crime stuff doesn't mean that you are a killer okay so i'm going to stand up for myself for chloe for all of our lovely listeners that doesn't mean anything okay and i just said i bought the entire dvd set of dexter jeez i stole season three from my old neighbors when i lived in colorado (laughs) i still have it in my basement so sorry guys if you wanted that back i know those dvd sets were not cheap I'm also like thinking about a lot right now. If he was molested by his stepdad, it is extremely dangerous to be leaving other children with a child who's been molested. And it doesn't really sound like they're paying attention to it, but the likelihood of a kid going on and then emulating this behavior because it screws with their like mental capacity about like what sexes and the development of their brain like i don't know what happened with well oh god no is that why he killed him no so we'll get kind of i mean that you bring that up basically they did find some evidence that connor had been sexually assaulted they didn't pursue that charge and so there wasn't a lot of details on it but I agree with you I think it's dangerous and I think it's once again super sad for everybody that's involved my opinion actually normally I'm like screw this everyone who commits murder has some kind of mental issue based on all of this he was molested he possibly molested his brother or his brother was molested by someone else he's attempted suicide yeah 
I feel like that would be a situation where the state should accept that. Like he was going through mental trauma. And if that stuff isn't dealt with, even when it is dealt with, there's a lot of people who do go on to commit suicide after being molested. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. So the mom and dad also testified. Basically, they just said he was a good student. He didn't cause problems. Uh, they said that they had a good relationship, like everybody was good, like Connor and him, the brother. Then the mom said that she didn't believe that Andrew had actually attempted suicide, and she said that he had dropped out of school to join the military. The state also presented evidence uh, from the pathologist who examined Connor's body and he testified that Connor died as a result of manual strangulation and suffocation. But uh, he also testified that Connor sustained a blunt force injury made by a very violent pressure into the body and was involved in a violent struggle where he had a remarkably swollen brain and was probably alive for hours after he was strangled, which is super sad. What? Yeah. Uh, Over the defense's objection, the pathologist also testified that Connor sustained a forcible sexual assault and the counsel's cross-examination focused on the lack of evidence of the sexual assault and to a lesser degree, the testimony regarding the brain swelling. So like I said, they didn't pursue that charge. They tried to like downgrade that, but the defense presented evidence regarding Andrew's mental health history and related history of self-harm, including a significant mental health decline in the months and weeks leading up to the murder multiple suicide attempts, alleged physical and sexual abuse uh, by his stepfathers, and then testimony from witnesses that Andrew's actions were completely out of character. So they were trying to get him out of this by, you know, talking about everything that we just talked about, which like you said, really from what we're hearing here was the right way to pursue this. Um, I have like bitten all of my nails off at this point. Um, I know you're over there freaking out. See, like, do you like it when I present these aggressive cases or do you like it when I'm like, it's 1912 cyanide? No, I mean, I like all true crime, but it's just like, I, I don't know. Like the sexual assault stuff like really freaks me out, especially yeah. when it's like in a family. I watched this like documentary where this like kid was molested slash raped by like two of his uncles one of his cousins and then he finds out that his dad was raped by his brothers who were like significantly older than him who were then the uncles and I'm assuming the cousin who raped the kid too was raped by them but the dad was like I let them come to our house because I thought they only did that to me and that sounds like such a stupid thing to say like to me it's like you serious right now but like how convoluted your mind gets to have that done to you at such a young age and like some of the people who turn around and molest other people it's like they know it's wrong but it's also like been painted to them by their rumors I don't know, aggressors 
but that's show affection and love so they can turn around and do that to someone and like the the chain continues on down the road because it is more likely if you've been raped or molested as a child that you are going to go on and do that to someone else and it's sad because yeah people are so ashamed of it and it doesn't sound like these parents are super helpful with mental health that it would just be something like that's your fault you should be ashamed of it don't say that to people because they're gonna think you're stupid you're a loser whatever like yeah I don't know I'm not normally sympathizing with anything on a murderer and I just feel like this kid got the short end of the stick and people who are supposed to look out for him didn't and that you can't always control what happens to your kids but yeah you can control how you respond to that and make sure that they know they're cared for I agree and supported I have no fingernails this is bullcrap okay well I'm wrapping it up so hang in there so uh Andrew never cited a motive uh for killing his brother all he said was he didn't know why he killed him and he ended up being charged as an adult uh with murder on December 3rd, 2009. Uh, He's currently serving a life sentence without parole with the Indiana Department of Corrections. And he pleaded guilty to the murder in Ohio Circuit Court in 2010 against the advice of his defense attorney. So basically like right after he was sentenced, he ended up trying to get um, the without parole portion dropped Wait, but, so was he tried in Ohio or in Indiana? So it's Ohio County. Oh, so that's why it's Ohio Circuit Court. Sorry, I know it's super confusing. I mean, especially um, the location is right there. That's why I was like, wait, hold on, what? Yeah. And just to give you one more little insight as to probably like how messed up this kid was in his head. A court psychologist who evaluated him revealed that Andrew desired the death penalty. He stated, I'll never forget the day I sat there with him and he looked at me and he said, do you think you could get me the death penalty? And he also then has given some interviews and has said, you know, I know that I'm going to hell. He basically like he has remorse, which I think is super sad too. I'm, I'm not surprised that he was seeking the death penalty if he was suicidal to start with. I feel like yeah. this just makes it even worse. Okay, now for the final coincidence, is he currently in Waupon, Wisconsin? He's not Aww. that I know of, unfortunately. Make some calls. Let's get him transferred. Let's get him transferred, everybody. If you're on Maniacally Midwest, you're ending up in Waupon. I mean, I like the ones, especially the ones that are newer, where it's like, oh my gosh, did I hear about this in the news? But this one just doesn't, mm, I don't like it. It's sad. So maybe next week I'll go back to arsenic poisoning and (laughs) German immigrants. No, you got to mix it up. It's good when you mix it up. But I will say, although there were no German immigrants involved in this story, uh rising sun indiana was originally a german settlement like a lot of immigrants ended up there so i didn't do that on purpose the midwest i feel like there's a lot of 
German settlements across here. Oh, I, I, I mean, even the Amish people, they speak like they're, they like say Dutch or whatever, but it's like basically like German esque. All right. Well, thank you for enduring that one with me. Um, I hope that that wasn't too aggressive for everybody listening, but if you guys want to see pictures of everybody involved in all of our crimes, head over to our Instagram at Maniacally Midwest, and you can check out our TikTok as well. It's also at Maniacally Midwest. I promise we don't like to, you know, bury you guys with this, but if you have a chance to leave us some likes and reviews on Apple and Spotify. We super appreciate that. It gets us to rank higher and helps other people find us. So yeah, yeah. I don't have a problem asking for it. I will be up your butt every week. <laughs> Great us, give me five stars. And exactly. probably I'll get a lot of negative reviews. <laughs> no, that'll be fun. All right. Well, we're doing Tuesdays and Fridays now, so we will see you guys in a few days. Bye. Bye.